0: All right, well, welcome into this bonus podcast we are doing here at Erie First Assembly for our brand new series, Calling on God. This is a worship and prayer series, and we're really uh, just taking a minute to look at a few different stories throughout the Bible of people who have called on God and why they called on Him, uh, what the results were, things like that. But our, um, what we have lined up today, we have a guest, uh, Pastor Colby Atkins from Elevate Church. Colby, would you say hello? What's going on? Hey, Quint. Hey, Nicole. And yes, I have Pastor Nicole here with me as well. We are privileged to be joined by Colby, and we're going to be featuring a couple of different guests over these next uh, couple weeks uh, for this series. And so today, um, we're going to just uh, kind of introduce you to Colby. If you have never heard him uh, speak, we're just grateful that you joined us today, Colby, and are willing to share on this topic. And um, really, this is going to be uh, supplemental to the sermon that I preached uh, on King David. And so we're going to be looking at um, a a passage that Colby pulled out of the scripture, a story on King David, uh, and just from his perspective, something that maybe popped out to him on a, a season where King David called out to God, what that looked like. And, uh, yeah. So Colby, would you just jump into that and maybe kind of share as you were preparing for this, what, um, you know, what popped out to you, you, you have obviously a background in worship, uh, as well as lead pastoring. And so you probably have a fair amount of David content in your toolbox. So uh, I'm excited to hear what you have to share today.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks, Clint, for uh, asking me to jump on. And Nicole, I'm just, I'm honored that you would even ask. And I'm looking forward to uh, the series that you guys are going to start, you know, after Easter. I think it's going to be great. Um, Yeah. I, I think I can't pull a lot from, you know, several different places where David cried out to God, but I have a one that uh, I chose um, that has to do with the time when uh, in 1 Samuel 21, David is on the run from Saul, uh, just killed Goliath, and they're having all kinds of victories against Philistines and all these people, and, and Saul's getting a little jealous. In fact, Saul tried to kill David a couple different times, but he's on the run, and David goes to uh, the priest, Ahimelech, and in 1 Samuel 20. 1 verse 8, it says, David asked Ahimelech, do you have a spear or a sword? The king's business was so urgent that I didn't even have time to grab a weapon, which is a lie. Um, he's actually, it wasn't urgent. He's not on king's business. He's running for his life. Um, he says, I only have the sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Allah. The priest replied, it's wrapped in a clock behind the ephod. Take that if you want it. There's nothing else here. And then David's reply is like, there's nothing else like it. He's like, give it to me. And it kind of, in a sense, you could you could see almost his strength coming back, almost his confidence coming back. Oh, yeah, I remember the sword, you know, that that Goliath tried to kill me with uh, that I took and cut off his head. So, so David escaped from Saul and went to King Achish of Gath. But the officers of Achish were unhappy about his being there. Isn't this David, the king of the land, they asked? Isn't he the one that people honor with dances and singing? Saul killed thousands. David killed ten thousands. And it says David heard these comments and was very afraid. So now he's afraid. Now he's scared again, afraid of what King Achish of Gath might do to him. So he pretended to be insane, scratching on doors and drooling down his beard. I love that. David's just acting like a a madman. He's going crazy. Um, You know, he's drooling. It says, finally, King Achish said to him, said to his men, Must you bring me a madman? We already have enough of them around here. Why should I let someone like this be my guest? I kind of, you know, feel that way. I have four boys and, you know, I already have enough crazy in my life. So I can relate to what he's saying in this moment. He's like, I got enough. Madman, you know why why bring him here um, and that this is not even the 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 story that where David cries out, but he writes a psalm based on this okay. uh, that I want to read to you in a second, but David uh, was afraid and he was afraid because you know he started acting like a, a madman you know for one reason or another, and you know that fear can make people act all kinds of crazy like we've seen that in this last mm. Yes. year like have we right, not right like for 2020 sure. um and not all fear is bad i mean there are some fears that will lead you to make some wise decisions maybe i shouldn't walk down that street in the dark or maybe i shouldn't jump off that roof into the above ground pool or um but if you don't face those fears those fears will stay with you those fears will will follow you and that fear will put a heaviness on you it'll put a, a burden on you um And it kind of works like a virus in a sense that it it steals your joy, it steals your peace. And so David, here he is, and he has to face these fears again. Uh, And I say again, because there's always going to be another giant to face. There's always going to be another Goliath. There's always going to be another battle. Mm -hmm. Um, And the current battle that we're in, and I'm going to give you an example from from my life when I was kind of afraid later on, But that current battle will become the confidence we need for the next fight that we're going to be in, because there's always going to be a fight that we're going to have to face. However, uh, David, here he is now with the sword of Goliath, which I love this picture, sword of Goliath in one hand. So that's the reminder of God's faithfulness in one hand, the reminder of how God delivered him from the giant in one hand. And now at the same time, uh, he's afraid once again. Because it is possible to have the, the memory of the goodness of God on one hand and still be afraid at the same time. And so he's acting insane. And in the middle of this, he writes uh, Psalm 34. This is where he cries out to God. And it says, uh, in my, my version, the NLT, it says a Psalm, David, regarding the time he pr- pretended to be insane uh, in front of Abimelech. And this is what it says. Um In verse one, and we don't know how many days he was here. You know, I'm not trying to read into something that's not there. We don't know how long he's being captured by these guys. Um, All we do know is that the Bible tells us that whenever he was in the presence of Achish's men, he acted crazy. When they left, maybe he went back to normal. I don't know. And then they came back and he started drooling again and banging on the gate, uh, whatever it was. But somewhere during that, uh, he wrote this psalm, and this gives us. I think in understanding how we can break that spirit of fear, how we cry out to God and call on God and how he'll deliver us from that Uh, says in verse one, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. Uh, I will boast only in the Lord. So the first thing that helps me when I need to call out to God, when I'm feeling afraid or I'm feeling overwhelmed is that I just got to praise God and I got to do it out loud you know, I have to do it, you know, with my, my voice, with my words, because my words will shape a lot of the way I view things. And so he says he prayed to God, he boasted in the Lord, let all who are helpless take heart. And verse three says, come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together, which I think is important in a season of fear, in a season where you're crying out to God, you better have some people around you. Right. That will also yep. lift up the name of God That's good. together. You can praise him together. I prayed, verse 4, to the Lord, and he answered me. So he sought him. He sought after him. He freed me from my fears. Those who look up to him for help will be radiant with joy. Look at this. No shadow of shame will darken their faces, which is an interesting contrast because on one hand he's drooling you know, he's looking like a madman. And now here he is, something's changed in his heart and his spirit. No shadow of shame will darken their faces in my desperation. It says, I prayed to the Lord and he listened. He saved me from my troubles for the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. And then I love this verse, super familiar, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you you, his godly people, for those who fear him, will have all that they, they need. So the first thing he did and the first thing that, you know, when I call out to God is I'm just going to speak. I'm going to boast about him. I'm going to praise his name. Um, we all have this internal dialogue that can kind of shape the way that we see things. And if we can just um, start to make a shift in our own internal thoughts and in how we see things and just praising God and then, of course, seeking the Lord. Uh, I think it's impossible for us to to run towards our fear and live in that fear and also run towards God at the same time. And so he just sought the Lord. He says, I'm going to seek him and then taste and see. Uh, And this just reminded me of the whole like samples. You guys, the one thing that I hate about the season is that at Sam's Club, they don't give out samples. I used to feed my family on samples. Like we would go through on Saturday morning, and, you know, we go make the rounds and get a lot of samples and we go out to the car, put on a different shirt, put on a hat, come back in, feed them again. Right. Because it's what you do when you have five, four kids. Um, I said five kids. Hopefully I'm not. Oh, man, you're in trouble, bro. That's,
2: that's speaking that.
1: Over to... us. Um, yeah. You'll su- science, you'll
0: survive it. If I can I do wanna, it, you can do it.
1: I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to get there. I'm not looking to be uh, like Quint, um, but just this whole idea. He said, taste and see that he's good. And I think David was just reminding himself, you know, of the goodness of God and how he's tasted and how he's seen the faithfulness of God in his life. And, um, you know, I'm sorry this is going on and on a little bit, but it's just it's one of those things where I really feel like how do I get myself out of those seasons is if I if I speak about God, if I um, really seek the Lord with all my heart. And then I just remind myself that I've tasted and seen the way he's come through and how he's been good yeah, to me.
0: That's so good. So, so Psalm so 34,
1: good. love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: really good. Nicole, any thoughts on that? I have a couple, but I want to hear what you have to say first.
2: Yeah, I i, I loved what you had to say about um, kind of like how, how we can come to the Lord um, in those moments. I, I like the visual too of, the how the king was crazy and how um maybe we don't always I mean maybe we do drool I guess that could happen but you know maybe I I know Uh. (laughs) I might not always look crazy on the outside but sometimes my insides you know um emotionally or mentally or whatever we feel um disconnected especially this year like you said what a year you know there are definitely moments I felt certifiably like out of control and not sure what to do. Um, but that we can go to the Lord like David did in Psalm 34 and many other examples about and how God always yeah. just meets us right where we are. He doesn't yeah. need yeah. to clean up our our outsides or our insides and that we can g- come to him, you know. So that yeah. that's a great right. reminder and a great word.
0: Well and I, I thought, you know, while you were speaking, what I love about it is you um you drew that parallel between the account of his life in 1 Samuel and then the, the resulting mm-hmm. psalm from it. And in my research for this sermon and just kind of studying it, and I've spent a lot of time in psalms as a worship pastor, David is credited with writing at least 70 to 75 of the psalms. Mm-hmm. But the I think the thing you have to remember, the psalms, if you read them as themselves, lack the context of the life experience that resulted right in right. the, you know, verses that we, Psalm 23 that we know so well, or Psalm 100, or, you know, whatever the, whatever it is. So I think it's so awesome to go find the story that he lived that resulted in the lesson and resulted in the song, the psalm that we now can read right. in scripture, right? Yeah. So I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that parallel. And I think, you know, when you were talking about giants, um, it really, the word that stuck out to me or that that popped into my head was insecurities. Like, I think for David, he had to conquer these insecurities of, you know, he, he believed in his God and he wanted to do this with, with Goliath. But then even after doing it, he still needed to circle back around and overcome insecurities again. And he's on the run from King Saul and he has to, you know, and so it's just this, it really is such a, to look at David's life, you see the ups and the downs and, and, the, and to read the Psalms, you read the celebrations and the laments and it's just the whole gamut. And so it is really cool.
1: Yeah. And even though he failed, you know, right. He was still considered to be the man after God's own heart. Right. And he he wasn't the man after God's own heart because he was perfect by any means. Right. Right. He was he was all kinds of messed
0: up. Yeah. If anything, it should be. He was a man after God's
1: heart. Yeah. To us. Yeah. Because he pursued him constantly. And I think when he failed. Right. He did come back to God. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, I, I, what is it? Psalm 50 or 51, the whole created me a clean heart, knew a right spirit within right. me. You know, 51. he wrote that following his adultery right. with Bathsheba and being confronted about that. And right. so, you yeah, that's why he was a man after God's heart. Right. Yeah. So good. So good.
2: I, I'm so encouraged by that too. You know, th- there's a lot of David's life that's recorded and I'm sure a lot that wasn't. And so the fact that God wanted that part of his life, his failure and his success to be recorded, I think, gives us a good yeah. picture of God's yeah. love and expectations toward us. And on hard days, right. seasons of failure, we can still call. You know, really the only wrong thing, the only wrong answer is just to not go to God. <laughs> and no matter yeah, what, there
1: you go,
2: no matter what you're doing.
0: So, right, really right. Good. Yeah. Um that's awesome. So Colby, you mentioned you had like maybe a personal example or personal story from your life of where you've seen this kind of play out. You want to share that?
1: Sure. Um it was in those kind of college years where, you know, I would told you by by making a profession of faith, I was a follower of Jesus, but my life certainly wasn't necessarily looking like that. And I had uh, you know, met my wife in college. We went to Asbury and uh, you know we had to get to that place in our relationship where we were trying to determine the relationship, you know, where was this going? How, you know, where were we headed? And, you know, again, me living up to that point, you know, I wasn't the, the purest of people, you know, I wasn't following God's heart, you know, really for my life at all. And my wife had, and then getting to that place of, okay, now we have to kind of talk about what the history has looked like in relationships and dating. And really it was in that moment. I'm like, i'm I'm losing it I'm gonna lose her. This is over. this is done. and I don't think I've ever kind of cried out to God like I did you know in those days in our dating relationship, really getting to the place where I had to expose and reveal you know kind of my my past and how I lived up to that point um but again, just like in in psalm thirty four right? This is, I cried out to God. I prayed to the Lord. He answered me. He freed me from that fear. You know, he caused me to remember how he was faithful in my life. And the fact that, man, that's who I was, but that's not who, you know, I was becoming and who God was making me into being. And so just getting through that season, um, I think there's only been a, a couple of times that I've felt like I've really cried out as much as I did in that season of our early on, you know, dating relationship. Sure. Sure.
0: Yeah. Nicole, any, uh, any examples or, or thoughts on that? Anything from your life or, I mean, I think the three of us as pastors could all go around and, and just talk about different experiences, pastoring churches that have brought us to crying out to God on what do I even do next? Or, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. um, actually long, long ago, I probably met you, Colby, I don't know, I guess seven years ago now, cause my oldest is seven. So around, around then. And I remember you saying the term, uh, ministry is just this constant moving target and it's, it's stuck with me forever. Um, because it is, it's just this moving target. And in, in the spirit of that, you, you find yourself on your knees, crying out to God, trying to help you land that moving target a lot. So, yeah. uh, Nicole, yeah. any, any thoughts on that?
2: Um, yeah, I would say, uh, as I'm, like you said, I'm sure we could all think of ministry examples, but um, mine's maybe a personal one as well. Uh, I, you know, obviously we, we all have kids here as we're talking today, and um, they there's something special about you know how much you love and care for you know your kids, and I think I've probably found myself in the most desperate places on behalf of them. You know, whether it's a health concern, uh, my middle daughter has some you know, just kind of ongoing health stuff that we've been working out for a while here and, um, or, or even just direction or protection, you know, or provision for them. And um, I find myself kind of uh, in that spot quite a bit, but I think what the Lord sort of always volleys back to me is, do, do you trust me? You know what I mean? And, and I, and I try to, it's not about how, how weepy I am when I pray, or if I say the right words or how hard it is, but do I trust the the person I'm talking to, you know, the God of the universe, to take care of it to help me when I ask right. for help and um and I'll be honest, you know that's something we all have to work on right all the time, and I think there's sometimes I have more maybe the bigger the problem, the harder it is to you know to trust that there's like this you know, instant solution, but, um, who am I trusting in and, and do I trust him, uh, to take care of it? And so I would say that's something, um, like if you're listening today and it's something that you've been asking the Lord for, and you haven't seen an answer or you haven't seen the answer you want, um, to trust him that he's hearing you and he's care, he cares and that he sees all the you know, all of it. And he can, he'll work on, you know, your behalf and, and Colby and your story, the ending was happy, happily ever after, you know, cause you and Kristen were able to, you know, now you have this great life together. And and in my story, you know, I believe that God's still healing. Um, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah We don't always see it the way that we, we think we should see it. And so to, just to trust that he is our help, no matter whether it's the so, solution that that we can see kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, so
0: good. That, that is so good. And I think really, I guess, um, kind of my wrap up point would just be that if you are listening to this today, um, the encouragement that I think all three of us would want you to take from this is, uh, and I actually said this in my message, but um, looking at David's life, you're looking at the life of someone who definitely doesn't have it all figured out. It is okay to admit you don't have it all figured out. David didn't, right? But in having it not all figured out, keep pursuing. As long as you are pursuing and you are leaning in and you are coming back to God when you screw up, that's what he wants. He wants your heart. He wants to know you. He wants to be known. And it is a constant moving target. It is uh, something that we're always just chasing and pursuing. And there is freedom in that because it's not all on you you know, our confidence is in Christ and his work on the cross as we just celebrated at Easter. Um, So I think we just need to live in that freedom of, I'm going to do the best I can with what I have. And when I mess up, I'm going to own it and I'm going to do the best I can with what I have the next day. Right. And that's really what we're all trying to do on this faith journey. And that's our encouragement to you. And that's really David's life is such a great example uh, of that. So um yeah those would be my parting thoughts anything else from the two of you thanks so much for jumping out and doing this both of you this was great great conversation
2: I just want no, to say just... to Colby thank you for taking time and and being with us we so appreciate Elevate and the ministry to this city and I'm thankful we can partner for the kingdom uh, in this city so thank you
1: yeah same I just wanted to say thanks for inviting me man it's been fun it's great to see you guys yeah
0: it was good He's catching up. Yeah, we, uh, we did this via Zoom. So if there are a couple of clumsy transitions uh, in the listening, that's why. But I think we did. I think overall we did good. We didn't really get in <laughs> each other's way too much. And we Professional. It, it's hard. I mean, a year into this, we are a lot better at Zoom than we probably were, uh, you know, last year at this time. So anyways, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Colby and Nicole, for jumping on and doing this podcast. Uh, really excited about this series. Stay tuned for more bonus podcasts. Uh, from a couple of other guests, and uh, we'll just keep leaning in on this prayer and worship topic and calling on God and looking at what what that all encompasses and how it applies to our lives. So we will catch you next time on the bonus podcast.